the Didn't Ask for Agony podcast. We take old problems, give some new advice that literally no one asked for. Enjoy! Enjoy! Nipple. Why? Why? <laughs> oh my gosh. Listeners, she was holding off pressing record for a while and I could tell. I was like, she's got something up her sleeve. To be fair, I didn't think he'd a nipple up her sleeve. That's not what I thought. That wasn't what I was expecting. Oh, wonderful. Hello. Hello. What a way to start the podcast. Free the nipple. Free the, to be fair, free the nipple. Free the nipple. Free oh the my nipple. God. How are you doing, Ruth? I'm all right. Your nipple's okay. <laughs> it's a great word. Nipple. It yeah. is. Oh my God, do you want to know something gas? My mate Jack, um, he used to work, oh God, it was funny. He used to work, he's a biomedical engineer, right? So he's smart. Yeah. But uh, he <laughs> he worked on a project once that was basically studying nipples. What is that noise? Something's happening above, the podcast studio's in a basement and it sounds like the gods of thunder <laughs> are having a row upstairs. Yeah. yeah, I think we're gonna plow through. But we're if just you, gonna keep if going. If you if you hear it, hear any rumbling? It's not either of our stomachs. Would you believe we're well fed? <laughs> it's not either of us, and it's also not in your house. You know when you hear a beeping oh, in a record? And yes. It pisses, yeah, that. That is. It sounds like thunder, but we're underground, so it's not. Um, anyway, so your mate, so Jack, biomedical, biomedical engineer. So basically, one of the projects he had to work on was. So he basically designs items for medical use and basically one of the projects he had to work on was that he was developing basically a bottle teat for like um, newborn children or for um, or, or babies not children imagine this come out the womb of five <laughs> I'm off to school right there you go uh, no, they, for newborn babies and for preemies as well, for preemie babies, mm. because they find it very hard to latch or something. I don't really know. But essentially, part of, in order to study that, he had to study nipples because they're obviously trying to emulate like or yeah. trying to recreate artificially nipples. So Jack, <laughs> when he was like a 25-year-old lad, <laughs> was studying nipples. And when I tell you, we didn't let him live it down. Yeah, I mean, to this day. Would that line work in the club? I <laughs> Where I'd be like, he'd like be. Ch- I swear, I did it to him before, chatting to a woman. And I'd be like, tell her what you do, Jack. <laughs> tell her what you do. He loves the nipples. He's into the nipples. He's professionally studying the nipples also, now. So I, he is. I love the way when you were introducing what he did for his job, and you went, he designs items. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because then I realised I don't really know. I think he's like also designed like. Shunts or stints? No. What What are the things people you hear them? They're like, oh, they would hard surgery. They had to put in a a, a shunt. Do you know what? Or a I valve. Mean, I mean, that sounds right. But it also, like, if if someone used that word in the context of like the a naughty sentence or aggressive sentence, I would also believe that word. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ro- didn't Rosie use that? Uh, Rosie used it last week, saying a conchunt. Oh yeah. <laughs> she was saying she was caught instead of being cock blocked. She was conchunted. Yeah. Um. But yeah, lol. He makes shit, don't you, Jack? He's not listening. Um, <laughs> little brick. But yeah, he's studied nipples professionally. So do you know what? Respect for nipples, guys. <laughs> he was trying to get those newborn babies the milk. Right. Okay. But how has your week been, Catherine? I asked you. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> My week. Um, 
No, oh, no. Ah, that was a very long weekend. You know when you just oh, do really? a lot in the weekend and you're like, was that really just two days? What were you up to? I don't believe it. I didn't see this But weekend. I think it's because it went over four. Well, okay, well, it started on Thursday because... That is not when the weekend <laughs> starts for me. Major no, for you, but well, not. I was really annoyed because I, um, very nicely, I went out with, for like two drinks. Two and a half drinks. I mean, that is a night of drinking for you. I know. But I intentionally was like, I'm not going to drink loads because tomorrow uh, I've got a fun day. So I'm just going to have two. And then I got persuaded for another half. I mean, someone bought me a pint and I drank half of it and I knew I was only going to drink half. But I was like, a tap. Like, what is that, like, willpower like? I just... No one has ever bought me a full pint (laughs) that I haven't seen the end. Like... Uh, really really hard if really. I really don't want to drink but people are like being like no come on you got like well, you know first, early 20s if you 20s. don't want to drink yeah, leave them don't. off yeah if you don't that's fine the problem is I want to drink <laughs> <laughs> no one like no one's twisting this arm the issue is when you work when you've like I mean you know when you work in pubs yeah. and like you go out afterwards people like you, you don't find it they're like why it's are you not having a drink you need to. and I'm like I just don't want to I just want to hang out and dance so one of the things I used to do is I'd buy Peroni bottles you know how much mm-hmm. I love a Peroni. But then I just... Your I would, beer of choice. I would hold it and then just pour it out in the bathroom. I go, I'm just going to loo and then pour it back. What a waste. But I was... It was like the cheap... Oh, you I was non-alcoholic ones. Now. But it's when people were buying it for me and I was oh, like, yeah, I don't want it. And they're, they're not understanding me saying, I don't want well, to drink or thought. I just want a Coke. I'm like, cool, buy me a Peroni. That's like one of the cheaper drinks on there and it's a bottle. I can hold on to it for a really long time. Yeah. Sip little amounts. Walk away with it if I need to. Like just walk out the venue. This is good advice. Bus. That's what. That's usually it's good advice. I will never take. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but I went out for like two and a half. Right. Next day, hanging so hard. Really? Was so. I was like, this is unfair. Uncalled for, undressed. Do you was, know what? I had that one night where I was drinking non-alcoholic beers, but I had like five or six. But I was like, mm. no, I'm not drinking. They still give you a hangover. They still give you because it's a carbonated and I don't know, but like it's tr- it's a true thing if you look it up. Like non-alcoholic beers will still give you a banging head. So I was like, well, what the fuck is the point of this, anyways? <laughs> May as well be getting sauced. The the main like my problem was is I didn't eat dinner. That was my fault. That's I mean yeah I feel like if you don't like eat I knew, dinner I knew that was you'll my have fault. a headache in the next morning. But I was anyways. so hanging. <laughs> I was like, this is. Awful, and I was meeting my mate Lydia. (laughs) I was meeting my mate Lydia, and I was like, "Okay, just power through." And I just had to like the first like hour and a half I was with her when like I went to go pick her up from the station. We got some things from the shop, went back, and we were making risotto for lunch. I was like, "You had to make risotto, Ruby." You did. I did. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) That was what lesson two of Catherine's cooking class. (laughs) (laughs) But for that first like, I was like, I just. I was not there. Oh She'd God. ask me a question and I'd answer it with a half a sentence and be like, no, I can't say anymore. Oh, I love that. I love when you're selling over, you like start something, you're like, I haven't got the power to finish this. So yeah. you just trail off a sentence. <laughs> it was. And then like, then we finished making the zone and it was sat in front of me and then all of a sudden, I hadn't even taken a bite, but it was like, life arrived. Oh, I yeah. Like, I feel amazing again. <laughs> Ate the risotto, yum, yum. Felt great. Um, then I went, to a, I went to go see a music gig Oh, yes, Which, I saw this. Um, so during, like, lockdown, like, I love music anyway, but there were, like, two particular um, artists 
that I became obsessed with during like the pandemic that were like orchestrated my life. Yes. They were like happy, chappy songs. I've already seen one, that was mm-hmm. Sam Henshaw. Yeah. And then I got, um, um, me and Lydia, we both loved this band and we went to go see Sammy Ray and Friends. And oh my God. What a vibe. It was fucking amazing. I mainly just, I was like, there better be fucking trumpets. There better be like a branch instrument. And there was. There was. There was trumpets. Me and Lydia got a great spot where to stand where we could see everything and dance and amazing. And then uh, like she was such a performer like such a performer but also was like so nice like right at the top she was like singing this but being like this is a safe space for everyone and me and Lydia were looking at each other and being like we love her we fucking love her <laughs> and then it was vibey as fuck nice. and I was like in on it singing along to every song and can we just clarify here because this shocked me about you when I found this out you have like never been to a music festival no, I've been to music festivals. I just hadn't been to music concerts. Oh, just concerts? Yeah. Oh, that was it. Yeah, but you'd never been to a concert until when you went to the one... Yeah, Sam Hemshaw. Sam and Hemshaw. I started, I was like, after pandemic, I was like, fuck this. Yeah, so <laughs> after the pandemic, and I was like, oh my God, I miss music gigs. And I was like, because I, lo- I knew as well, like not everyone, like, everyone likes music, unless you're a fucking mm. psychopath. But um, uh, I know, I like I'd seen, like living with you, uh, I'd seen how much you like love music and vibe <laughs> off it and I was like you will lose your fucking mind if you actually go to gigs because I was like I love gigs like I find like going to see Lizzo on concert one of the greatest experiences oh of my, my absolute life looking forward to next month oh, <laughs> me and Ruby are going to see Lizzo I cannot wait for you to see like a full blown fucking concert because yeah. that will be she is a performer <laughs> oh my god but yeah, I just knew. I was like, oh, so Ruby, go. It'll be better than drugs. Yeah. We don't gonna... take drugs. Don't... <laughs> Such a bad <laughs> idea. That sounds like us. we're like, I got, got, got. Genuinely don't. <laughs> There's like a really fun, actually, I saw this new movie. Oh, it's actually very funny. Um, uh, oh, fuck it. It's the one on Netflix with Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy. Oh, is it that one? Um... You People. Yeah, that was you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I watched it hungover. Okay. It's actually very good. Uh, but uh, there's a bit where basically the Eddie Murphy's the father-in-law and they go to the Jonah Hill stag do or he crashes the stag do mm. and his mates have planned like a rager in Vegas and Jonah's there being like, oh yeah, no, no, no. And all his mates are at the next table doing loads of cocaine, right? And dancing <laughs> with strippers. And he, and Jonah's like, oh no. And he's like, so all your, he was like, your friends do cocaine. He was like, I know, I'm really worried about them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really stressed. It's really disappointing. And then he's like, so let me get this right. All your friends do cocaine, but you don't. And he's like, it would appear so. But I was like, that screenshot's for my life. All my mates do cocaine, apart from Ruby. (laughs) It would just be such a bad idea for us. Can you imagine? (laughs) Like, no one, no one, no one wants us to do cocaine. No, thank you. No one needs it. But no, yeah. And um, music, it was great. And then music, Lydia, the gig, anything else? And then uh, I'm still doing my course on a Saturday. And oh that's God, really you fun. are, of course. That's really nice. Yes. It's really fun. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but didn't you yell at someone, Ruby? No. <laughs> I'm still so embarrassed by I saw those texts and I was like, dying laughing. So I was like, this is Ruby to a T. Like, okay, so. <laughs> There's the thunder. I am like very aware that I. <laughs> like to someone who doesn't know me who will maybe just who just meets me or like you get only very over excited I'm a very excitable person yes. and if you don't get the context of me like walking up to something and being like oh I'm really excited about this you don't understand why all of a sudden I'm suddenly yelling <laughs> but also 
I don't think it's on the person that they didn't get the context. But what was it you were really excited to get, Ruby? I was re- I w- I was stood at a bar like this was like twelve p.m. the p.m. a.m. whatever midday. whatever it means to be midday. It was after the course had finished mm-hmm. and we were all coming up and getting a drink mm-hmm. and everyone was like, "Oh, Ruby, what drink are you getting?" Bear in mind, we'd just done a course, very excitable, mm-hmm. very fun. Okay. And I suddenly remembered it's the- a writing course in case anyone's wondering if it's like I I really enjoy a it. Zumba class or something. <laughs> but I suddenly remembered the existence of orange juice and lemonade and how much I love orange juice and lemonade when it's mixed together and so I ah context guys about any reasonable stretch you'd be losing your fucking mind over orange and lemonade like you were a toddler it's so tasty I'm allergic I wouldn't know no (laughs) fine cranberry juice and lemonade fuck that would be good anyways to fucking finish this story. Okay, but they, <laughs> and I was stood there, and like we were all like queuing up, and it was only us waiting. Like whatever, it was fine. And I just went, and I'm gonna lean back for this bit. Um, oh, I'm gonna have an orange juice and lemonade. <laughs> Sorry, that still would have spiked the levels. <laughs> it would have. But I was so. I, and anyway, but I thought nothing on it. I was just saying it to my mates who'd asked me, "What drink are you gonna have?" I was like, "Fuck!" I've just remembered, and then. The woman serving on bar, who I did not mean to be like shouting at, went, "Oh, so you're having an orange juice and lemonade?" And I went, "Oh, no, yeah, I am, but I wasn't yelling that at you. I was just yelling that in general because I'm excited and I know I shouldn't be yelling indoors. And I'm really sorry." And she went off into the back room, which is like classic server move for "fuck this bitch." And I'm like, "No." <laughs> yeah, but also absolutely fair enough. I, know. I, I wouldn't be able to deal with that at so noon on a Saturday. And I love you dearly. And then she came she came back out and I was I apologized. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like like I, I wasn't yelling. I know I was yelling, but I wasn't yelling at you. And I'm just like an excitable person. And I and I apologize. And she's like, it's all right. Just means we'll remember you the next time. And that <laughs> like savage fucking move, but it killed me. <laughs> I like ten out of ten. I like crumbled. Ten out of ten. Very embarrassing. <laughs> I get it. It's my vibe. It's who I am. Whatever. Calm down, Ruby. It's those citrus booze drinks. She's hopped up. You are like the kid who's like, don't give them Coke. Whatever you do, don't give them Coca-Cola. Right? Yeah, I wasn't allowed fizzy drinks. Yeah, I can understand why if that's what orange juice and lemonade. No, not even orange juice and lemonade. The thought. The mere suggestion. The mere thought. I was also that kid. I was like, oh God, this is really embarrassing. <laughs> I love, absolutely fuck up. Oh my God, it's so embarrassing, this story I'm going to tell about myself <laughs> that I have volunteered this information. Nope. Oh my, no, please don't even look oh at my, me. Oh I don't even God. like attention. Damn it. Don't say um, that. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I used to tell other kids, um, like like when you're like camping and like yes. you meet new friends and stuff, I used to tell them that I'd get hyper on water and what I didn't realise is that that was undiagnosed ADHD <laughs> hyper on water they'd be like really I'd be like yeah i go drink some water and then come back being like whoa I'm zany anyways <laughs> that's great Ruby that's so great if anyone can get us a Ritalin uh, <laughs> uh, prescription that'd be wonderful oh Joseph I text my doctor being like hey it's been over a year since you text your doctor well I, I, like on the app well they texted me I I, 
did the appointment thing and they texted me. Okay, great. <laughs> they were like, this does not... Hey, babes. <laughs> this does not warrant a phone call or an in-house meeting. It's just like, no. Um, being like, hey, it's been over a year since I like rang you guys up and you said, yeah, we're going to put you on the waiting list for about an ADHD diagnosis, which I'm still like skeptical about. Skeptical? Skeptical. Skeptical? Skeptical. 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 About. <laughs> um, and uh, and I was like, I just haven't heard anything. And also, like, I've moved. So I don't know if you sent any letters over to my old place. And they were like, it's a two-year waiting list. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I love that they text back. I'm like, we'll see you in 12 months, babes. <laughs> so, just like, Google, whatever. Yeah. How about your week? Because I heard you've had a very successful week. A very successful week. Yeah. Oh, you mean the gig? Yeah, the gig went very well. I had a lovely gig. I did a big fundraiser with uh, for St. Bridget's Day, which uh, is the, the, the patroness saint of Ireland. And um, basically, it's uh, it was a bank holiday in Ireland this week, and we didn't get one here. And I am offended. <laughs> I feel the same when St. Patrick's Day rolls around as well. Yeah. I shouldn't be made work, right? But St. Bridget was from Kildare, and I'm from Kildare, and so I was like, oh, we should do something. I also... Uh, worked a lot with a charity called Abortion Support Network when I did abortion rights campaigning, so I wanted to raise money for them. So I put on a gig uh, here, actually, at 21 Soho, where we record the podcast. Why did I say Soho so weird? <laughs> 21 Soho. 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 Anyways, 21 Soho. Um, uh, and it was myself and Catherine Bohar. It was all Irish women. Catherine Bohar, Eleanor Tiernan, Ashley B. Mm. It was fucking great crack. And it was honestly, it was like, probably one of the greatest gigs I've ever done because <clears throat> a load of friends came out loads of different pals came like from like mm. abortion rights campaigning friends like so like, my mate has honestly Callum Powell shout out she's my oh maybe I don't know I'll full name her she's my best friend I'm only yeah. saying nice things um, she's and Paul, um, they're absolute heroes. Caroline's like, so when you start out in comedy, you do open mic nights. And often you have to have this thing called the bringer, which is where basically they're, they're like, we've no audience. No one wants to see you. So you have to bring an audience member with you in order to get your spot. So they book 20 comics. And then those 20 comics have to bring 20 friends. So then they have a room of about 40 people. So they're like, let's call it a gig. But it's the most manufactured yeah. circumstance. And it's really painful because you've got to sit through like 20 open mic spots. Uh, but Caroline used to be my bringer when I first started out and God yeah. love her she came to all sorts of shite gigs <laughs> in basements and sat through some fucking terrible comedy and uh, then she knows she's also from Kildare and she knew like this is going to be a really big gig for me and like Ashley B is kind of one of the reasons I got into comedy like I love her and uh, so she was living in uh, Caroline's now living in Margate and the train strikes were on of the day of the gig. So she came up, stayed with us the night before the gig and the night afterwards. She stayed with us for two nights to be able to just come to the gig. Yeah. And that's just a best mate right yeah. there. That's just, I'll give her a kidney if she needs one at some stage. <laughs> She's a hero. But um, it's, those, it's those friends who saw you do this those is, gigs well, this who was then get to see you see, like, be like, no, 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 this is where I belong. Yeah, yeah. Like, they've seen the shit and they understand the they, context of everything. She's seen the graft. But she's... Um, she said I said to her I was like you don't have to cut, like the train strikes are on you can't get a bus on the day like that's a lot of effort to be sleeping um, like Paul bless him who's kind of his partner slept on the floor for two nights like, on an air bed but like on the floor for two nights I was like you don't need to do that and she was like I didn't watch you in those shite gigs <laughs> to miss you on a really cool stage with Ashley B I was like fair enough um, but yeah it was a great night really fun oh, like I just love Irish women 
It was the best audience. I feel like I know now what it feels like to be like, I don't know, Sarah Milligan or Michael McIntyre or like Jimmy yeah. Carr or something. Not that it's, it was like that big of a gig. There was 200 people, but they were all Irish women. And I was like, oh, you're my audience. <laughs> you're my people. To do a gig where you are gigging exclusively to people who know every reference you make. And I made some niche fucking references. <laughs> and they understood it all. Um, so it was great. But then, yeah, I had a grant. It, it was loads of fun. And then my brother came as well, bless him. He flew over to London. I hadn't seen him in six months because he was travelling. So I spent some time with him. And mainly he came over. I'd love to say he came over just for the gig. He didn't. He came over because we tickets to the Ireland rugby game in Cardiff. Ireland versus Wales in Cardiff. First round of the Six Nations. Let's fucking go. <laughs> uh, we went to Cardiff with my mate Caitlin as well, who also, bless her, came from Oxford for the gig. I've got some great pals. Really uh, I really do. Um... Um, we went to Oxford. Uh, we went to K. Uh, K- uh, we went to Cardiff for uh, the rugby match, and Jesus Christ, it was such crack. Actually, speaking of, I can't finish a pint. Right, we were like, oh, we should get some cans before we go to the stadium, mm. and then we ended up being like, oh, fact, we like time-wise, we need to go into the stadium sooner. So I stood outside at like half one in the day trying to down cans that I hadn't even bought. Caitlin had bought them <laughs> just because I didn't want to have to throw them in the bin or drank. <laughs> I gave myself such bad indigestion, right? Because, like, I just downed, like, a whole, like, two cans of Camden Hells. Walked through the turnstiles. And when I was in the turnstiles, I'd said to Caitlin Tom, I was like, I'm going to do a belch because I have just <laughs> downed. I had already had, like, we'd eaten as well. We were like, oh, we should get food. So in the space of, like, half an hour, I, like, ate, like, um, like a big panini and chips, had a can of Diet Coke, and then had two cans of beer. So I was like, I need to belch. <laughs> And we were going through the turnstiles and just as we, I like stopped, I like did this like burp, like burp. And the guy in the turnstiles next to me like spun around and was like, Jesus love, better out than in and like the strongest Welsh accent. And I was so scuttled. I was like, sorry, I was just down in points to get in. And he was like, don't you apologise. Bless, I love the fucking Welsh man. Oh my God, it was some crack down there. Because like, uh, yeah, just in the Principality Stadium, we the, the, the roof closed and it was unreal atmosphere. And then, to top it off, I don't want to say it was better than watching the Ireland beat Wales in Wales because that was unbelievable as well. And like, it was so great. But afterwards, we all bail into a pub and uh, all the Welsh and all the Irish supporters get to watch Scotland beat England. Yep. And you have never <laughs> seen a group of people come together more. <laughs> Put aside every differences we had 90 minutes ago and in unison, cheer on Scotland like our lives depend on us. Because yes, I support Ireland. And yes, they supported Wales. But we fucking hate the English more than any of it. And specifically the English rugby team. They're such arsy fuckers. We were all, the whole pub, there was no English people there. Or there was actually, bless them, there was one English lad cheering in the pub. And he had the good sense to be good crack. Um, but oh, fuck, it was great. And, and then we made all these Welsh mates. Oh, it was just great. And got the best kebab I've ever had. And Chippy Alley in Cardiff, any people in Cardiff will know it. Fucking this great little alley just full of chippers. And the, the chipper we went into was basically like a nightclub. They were blaring tunes. There was lights on the ceilings. <laughs> it was a vibe. It was, oh, I had a great day. I fucking love Cardiff. Love it. I really want to go back and gig there again. I've gigged in Cardiff once, but I need to go back. Yeah. Um, absolutely 10 out of 10. I was hanging out my arse on Sunday. But look, <laughs> it was all worth it. Hey, I've got a risotto. That might be <laughs> A curative risotto. <laughs> what kind of mushrooms did you put in that risotto, Ruby? <laughs> 
Right, shall we crack on and get yeah. some problems? Well, it, it sounds like we've both had great weeks. I, do you know what? 10 out of 10. It's fucking well done, aren't we? Aren't we absolutely killing it? <laughs> aren't we having a grand old time all round? <laughs> oh my God, actually, sorry, before we get into the problems, yeah. while you're sorting that out, I, um, oh feck, what's the name of it? It's on my phone somewhere. Um, uh, so you know the way Rosie asked for a call out, which also, we, I've only oh, received yeah. one DM about it yet. Now the episode only went out like two, three days ago, but still... People climbing trees. I want to hear some information about it. But I got, um, I found because obviously our phones are listening to us, right? So our, my phone must have heard. My phone sent me this like video or like Instagram, <laughs> whichever. Um, showed me this video of the highest tree you can climb. Mm-hmm. It's in Australia. Oh, it's called like John something other, and basically it's this mad tree that they've just stuck steel rods into the side of it like going up so it's kind of like you climb up but there's no ropes there's no harnesses and it goes all the way up to a platform and then it goes up again and then it's just a ladder all the way to the top of this viewing platform I think it's on the uh, west coast of Australia. It's called like the John something something tree. Absolutely mad shit, but I'm convi- I'm. it's now my life's mission to go. <laughs> I'm going to go and climb that fucking tree if it kills me. I don't actually really want to go to Australia. I just want to go climb this fucking tree. <laughs> so there we go. That'll be the, uh, didn't ask for agony, holiday trip. <laughs> no, that'll be the final episode when we lose Catherine. <laughs> yeah, we're like, sorry, Catherine died doing what she loved. <laughs> doing what she loved. Right, right, tell me about the problems. Here we go. Also, sorry to the listeners, there's, as well as there being a thunderstorm going on ahead, my chair is also creaky, <laughs> and I don't know why, um, but if there's any creaking coming, I swear to God, it's the chair. <laughs> Not my arse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Problem. Problem. Here it we go. Me. Um, so, this is uh, from a magazine called Home Companion in 1897. 1897. Okay, grand, long time ago. So. Oh, God. The mere act of riding a bicycle is not in itself sinful. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Cyclos, which I think is a brand of bike. Um, And if it is only a means of reaching the church on Sunday, it may be excusable. It may be excusable to ride a bike to mass. Yes. On the other hand, if walking or riding in the usual way is discarded for the sake of the exercise or acceleration bicycle riding affords... Sorry, wait, what? It is clearly wrong. Sorry, hold on now. One second here. Oh, we're just seeing the cogs ticking in Catherine's brain and she realised what they're talking about. Someone's getting off on riding a bike. (laughs) Listen, listen. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Get your bit. I mean, if you're going on a bumpy road, that's basically a vibe you got between your legs there. <laughs> I did have to read this one, reread it twice, being like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Just hit that clip. <laughs> okay, right. It's wrong. Okay. Besides, dignity of action and noble decorum should be irreparable from the high office of a Sunday school teacher. It's the Sunday school teacher that's getting turned on by the bike. You naughty, naughty girl. You filthy thing. You out there on the back roads. 
Jesus, it's a wonder she can see straight. <laughs> Eyes rolling back in the head. <laughs> Toes curling up. Oh my God, this is br- And she's written into a magazine about it. Yes, she fucking told people. She's like, lads, I am constantly, I'm loving the bike. I'm having a great time riding my bike. Listen, get the ride whichever way it comes at you. Do you know what I mean? Oh, and anything that impairs the dignity of that office necessarily impairs the influence as well. Bear this in mind, psychos. Psychos. <laughs> Psycho hoes, am I right? <laughs> so she's written in to be like, what do I do? The yeah. only way I can get to church. The only way. Fucking Randy for a bit of Jesus on a Sunday morning. <laughs> and she's like, the only way I can get there is the bike. But I am <laughs> so turned on by the bike. Worried. But... I she must. I my, mean, what? <laughs> Every time she went. My biggest question is, like, obviously, like, why did you write into the paper asking, is this sinful or not? Because also, you're in a church. You can ask, you know, the vicar. Or is that... She's probably very embarrassed. I said, ah, oh, come on now, Jones. Jones, you're not Jones. <laughs> she was here last week. Ruby. She's, she's, she's obviously I mean, absolutely confession scuttered. and stuff. You have right. Have you ever been to confession? No, I haven't. no you haven't a fucking clue what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, what here's what you do in confession: you sit there and you lie. Okay, <laughs> you don't actually tell them what you've actually done because that'd be too much. You just find a commandment that generally you find a one of the ten commandments that generally covers the subject. Yeah. You confess to that. Decade of the rosary. All good. All grand. You walk out conscience clear. Okay. <laughs> That's the way it works. Okay. So, so Lord's she... name in vain, sure fucking Jesus Christ, here I go again, right? <laughs> so you wouldn't you wouldn't bring up in a confession that your oh, bicycle what? is making you horny. That I'm getting <laughs> off on the bicycle every other fucking Sunday. No, not quite. I'm not I'm not bringing that to father. <laughs> Jesus, no. But also the fact that she mentioned that she's a Sunday school teacher. Like maybe that's like redeemable. I maybe, yeah, I think maybe she's trying to be like, no, genuinely, I am a good girl. <laughs> I am a good girl. I'm just randy as fuck. Um, you've got to be, t- for a bike to be doing it to you, you've got to be sensitive. You've got to be wound up. Do you know what I mean? It's just so that is absolutely. Do you know what, babe? It's just you. Keep, you ride that bike to mass. You ride it to the shops. You ride it wherever you fancy going. I like. Also, they've said it's uh, like a bicycle. You might that, think that you're going anything. somewhere, but really, you're coming somewhere. <laughs> Clipped. Uh, done. Get me on a panel show. <laughs> but like you're like I'm. Also, I find it much funny if you picture it as a penny farthing. Farthing? A penny farthing. Oh, yeah, that's the big one, wheel. One really big front wheel and a little tiny back wheel. Maybe it's the risk. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's the risk. Because surely you're up very high. They're not very stable, are they, penny farthings? No, no, no. Maybe that's also the element. Maybe she likes a bit of risky play. <laughs> Maybe that's her kink. Because I'm trying to imagine what it is about a bike. Because I just find a bike sore. Like I, get, I, I used to ride a bike... Every, to work and yeah. regular I have a bike at home I still ride it sometimes but it's not my method of commute anymore but when it was you get sores yeah from sitting on it maybe there was an angle to the seat <laughs> yeah maybe they designed them maybe differently girl, back then. I was about to what, wait what actual angle are you sitting on this seat on there hon what, what are you doing there um, 
I think I, I'm I'm sorry, Ruby. Where's the problem? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what is the issue? They're not even like I don't even think they're giving advice. Also, they're just saying, it doesn't actually say if I'm correct. I could be wrong, but I'm almost certain that doesn't actually say anywhere uh, in the Bible that you, as a woman, shouldn't masturbate. I think because they forgot that women could. <laughs> the same way that they never made it illegal for you to be a lesbian because they were like, ah, no, women just like each other a lot. <laughs> and in the way they yeah. made like being gay illegal, but they never actually made lesbians illegal. Um, so crack on, babes. Crack yeah. on. Keep same. Keep doing. <laughs> oh my god, maybe should be like one of those people. You know those people who like fall in love and marry like a. Like a like a sponge or yeah. like a roller coaster, like, like an inanimate object, like cars and stuff. You and yeah. that bike sound very happy. <laughs> Firstly, if I if a man, right, got me off and then also dropped me off, <laughs> got me wherever I needed to go, that, that'd be more than enough. That'd be all I need from him. <laughs> what do I want to do? Have a conversation with him? No. What do I need to do? Hear his thoughts and opinions? Absolutely not. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Oh, bless we'd our mate Ian's day last night. And God love him, he's great. He, so the mouse came back. So this mouse that we thought we got rid of, I know, came back. Um, but And then we were ringing the landlords. We were like, okay, we need to get an exterminator in. Because we were like, there's obviously some way that it's mm. getting into the house, whatever else. And the landlord has like, it's one of these where like we've rang him. And he'll be like, yeah, 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 when are you in? And we'll be like, today, all day, tomorrow. He's like, cool, I'll ring you back nothing ring him mm. back yeah yeah mm. when he ain't like just constant and so Ian came over and we were like here he was in he was staying and we were going to work so I was like any chance and he was like yeah I'll have a look he went off to the shop he bought like a load of mouse traps he put them all down and then got the mouse all in one and took care of it all in one right oh so I now don't call him Ian I call him pest control <laughs> <laughs> and he's welcome any time this is the thing you aren't a man to me you are a you are a service <laughs> And Ian is pest control and he's welcome in the house anytime. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Right, so that's that problem. But yeah, I no, that's that hero I mean, story. Yeah, is that's that, a that victory lap. Is that is, is that it? a problem or a, a brag? <laughs> What's going on here in my Sunday school? I don't see the issue. Sounds like an excellent advertisement for bikes. I, literally, I'm I'm like, oh god, I haven't ridden my bike in a while. Maybe, maybe I need to give it a go. Right. Here we go. This is the third number one. Okay. Again, from Home Companion. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, 1898, so one year after our last problem. Okay. So we're still like in the same period. In the same era. Um, now I'm going to be honest, the name. If we don't need it, don't need it. That's fine. Do you want me to have a go? Or? Yeah, just read that name. Oh, Marjorie. Marjorie Dew. Is that? Yeah. Is that how you spell Marjorie? I mean, now you've said it, it does make sense. That does Marjorie, look like Marjorie. Yeah. Marjorie. I've just <laughs> never seen it before. Marjorie Dew is her name. <laughs> Marjorie Dew. Okay. No, Marjorie Dew. You must, you must not, on any account, talk too much to your baby. <laughs> <laughs> on any account. For heaven's sakes, women, stop <laughs> talking. <laughs> what? Oh, go on, I'm intrigued. Um, he understands and, in his way, replies to your loving talk, and it is that which makes him <laughs> makes them strain. So you're putting them in pain. <laughs> oh my God, Marjorie! What sort of shy talk do you have to the babies? <laughs> the baby's sitting there being like, "Ah, shut the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> baby's had enough, which is surprising that the baby's asking for quiet. I was gonna say. <laughs> His brain, however, 
is just as weak and underdeveloped as his body. Oh, because it's a man, obviously. (laughs) That won't change. (laughs) What his small mind needs most is rest. Rest. And when you talk to him, the tax on his intellect is beyond his strength. (laughs) (laughs) Which, honestly, I need that on a T-shirt. Yeah. (laughs) This is beyond my intellectual strength. Please, please, please stop it. Show me mercy. I can't bear anymore. I'm just not listening. Uh, A young babe cannot be kept too much like a little animal. Let him sleep and eat. Wait, so it's grand to chat to animals, but not babies. (laughs) Okay, good. Got that. Got that. Yeah, because the animals, they understand. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They they understand women talk. (laughs) Men, we do not understand women talk. Even as baby. We do not understand what women mean when they talk. (laughs) Whereas birds, squirrels, you saw Snow White. (laughs) It's absolutely fine. Yeah. (laughs) Let them chat to each other. There we go. Uh, like a little animal let him sleep talk eat again uh, keeping him in the cool well ventilated room and not too much in strong light either of the sun or artificial light be advised and let your baby alone <laughs> I advise neglect let him grow naturally without any forcing process <laughs> So do we think this woman was talking to the baby to try and develop him to be like, I want him to be smart. So was she like reading books? You know the way the the people do nowadays? Like the Mozart stuff, right? The Mozart in the womb. (laughs) As fucking if. Right? By the way, Catherine has spent years in childcare. I worked as a nanny for like five years. And I know people. I knew the the, uh, children who had been playing Mozart in the womb. And honestly... I would say it was to their detriment. Okay. And I, I can't tell you whether it was the Mozart in the womb or the fact that they were the product of parents who played Mozart to their fucking bellies. Absolute doses, evidently. But those kids were no better off for it. Um, I do agree with neglecting babies a bit in the sense of they need to learn to, you know, settle and self-soothe and you can't be looking over them. But also every piece of evidence says like talking to babies is good so I, I would basically, I mean, <laughs> this is telling. I was I was quite specialised when I nannied um, at doing, doing? Jesus, no. Um, at, uh, 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 my specialism was newborns mm. and small babies. And it's because like a lot of nannies don't want to deal with them because like they're very fragile and whatever else. And I just love the one-sided conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I just love chatting away. Someone who couldn't talk back at me. But also, newborns, they'd love... They love sounds and noises and they like being talked to. I generally got a load of crack out of the babies, you know, smiles and giggles yeah. and all sorts of stuff. But also, for anyone who's looking into nanny, go with the newborns because they nap a lot, which means uh, lots of rest time for you as a nanny. <laughs> okay, those four-year-olds are fucking always up. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I think talk away to the baby if you want. It sounds like she's alone in the gaff. She's probably, probably lonely. Well, it's... Again, what made But I do love, she's like, you're straining him intellectually. Like, I don't think... I I think men learn to not listen at an early, early age. Actually, maybe that's why she's trying to say... She's like, no, 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 you're already teaching him to just drown out a woman's (laughs) voice. (laughs) But what made made Marjorie 
Right in. Right in, because she must have been chatting to the baby and then the baby getting like a little headache, being like, please. Mom, (laughs) I'm not even off yet. (laughs) Give me a break. Uh, Yeah, maybe the baby was drained so much. Probably constipated, just me. Baby makes those faces. You, they're constipated. It's wind, it's gas, burp them, poop, uh, you have to sometimes cycle their legs. Yeah. Do you ever see that? I, I I don't know why, but sometimes TikTok shows me videos of people like massaging their babies and like yeah. bellies and doing like a little twizzle like this. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. Um, so you do that, get them to poop, uh, give them prune puree if you need. There you go, Bob's your uncle, Johnson. Good one. Chat away. Chat away to the act. I mean, unless she's like reading. Here's the thing I would say. Read to Marjorie. I'd say just talk to your baby about whatever you want to talk about, right? Don't be like reading them encyclopedias. Yeah. They won't understand that. But you are supposed to talk and read to babies at a young age because it helps their, um, their like, oh, what is this? Pattern recognition and stuff. You're supposed to show them like colours and shapes and shit so mm. their eyes can like grapple with like what the fuck a circle is. Um, <laughs> You see them, their minds are blown. And um, you're just supposed to talk to them so that they, like, you know, get, yeah. an, get and, an ear for the language. And you got to talk to them also about the gossip in the village. Oh, so that, that when, when they're at talking age, they know what's up. That's they, what babies are good for. They don't, start, they don't start talking to fucking Doris down the street, no. who is such a bitch. Such a bitch. That's what you really should be talking to your baby about. All, yeah. All oh, the they're, they're great to bitch to. Great to have a chat with. <laughs> Honestly, it's just so one-sided. It's brilliant. Yeah, so would you advise her to stop talking to the baby or keep talking to the baby? Keep talking to the baby, but just about whatever you want. But also, if the, if you're if you're only doing it because you think it's going to make him smarter, you're a fucking idiot, okay? <laughs> that is not going to help. No. Um, but what I do love is, as well, the babies I used to look after, quite a few of them, when they first started talking, the parents were like, uh, our kid has an Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> like the little lad I used to look after, Yanni, he used to be like, the, when you're te- you know, teaching them all the numbers and stuff, he, he used to be like, one, two, three. <laughs> like a really thick Irish accent. In a stronger Irish accent than I have. <laughs> and they were like, that's you. Aww. What you do you want? You left your impression. Yeah. Also, he used to say, Jesus, sometimes. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. Lol, sorry. <laughs> Send him off to confession. I was about to say, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get him confirmed at the grand. Hey. Right, do we have one more quick one? I do have one more. One more quickie, let's go. Okay, uh, so this one is from the princess. Oh, <laughs> your highness. Fucking <laughs> <Okay>, fancy. <laughs> um, and again, 1898. 1898, Jesus. Yeah, we've all hit the same century yeah. or the same couple of years so you can you can kind of get a vibe of what the people at the time were worried about yes <laughs> crinolines and baby talk <laughs> Here we go. so um veining is an operation required by an artistic eye and a delicate touch or the result may be ludicrous what the fuck is veining blue blood is supposed to show itself under an under pale skin. Okay. Hence, the anxiety of womankind that veins should be evidence in evidence should be shown. I'm aware of uh, the difficulty of getting good cosmetics in a country town such as you live in, and as you say, the local um, frago is apt at giving to give you your toilet secrets away. You can get the ingredients of the desired blue veining from your local chemist without exciting 
the man's good curiosity unduly. Here are the things. So, veining turns out uh, it is a thing where it was a beauty standard where people would paint on blue veins onto no themselves, way. so they would look paler, therefore like not out in the sun, and to look more like anemic. Is that the word? Yeah, probably. Yeah, because it was but like delicate porcelain skin. Yeah, exactly. No fucking way. The amount of people I know who were like, oh, God, it's so gross. Like, pale, pasty Irish fuckers who were like, oh, it's so gross. Look at all my veins showing up out of my skin. And that was actually something people used to like. They would... The opposite of fake tan. Blue tan, basically. <laughs> Vein tan. No fucking way. So they were painting on. But then also, like, hey, were, you have to be I delicate cannot, with this. I was about to say, I cannot imagine that looked convincing or good. It's a bit like paint blue veins on without it just looking like a striped annual. Yeah. <laughs> I also enjoy that she did like apparently her partner her, like boy was like telling people being like oh she's painting those on. <laughs> oh fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> to, like, to give your toilet secrets away being like yeah yeah yeah. I saw her doing it in the bathroom. Her <laughs> hair's not real. <laughs> That's not even a real time. <laughs> but the way how they would do it is they'd use powdered talc um, powdered Prussian blue, so you have color, uh, and mix these enough with enough gum water to make a paste. Oh, that didn't look good. No. Talc. Yes. So they're tr- basically trying to get a powder going. Yeah, like a blush powder or something like that, and put it on. Like I'm looking at my blue veins, <laughs> my beautiful alabaster skin, <laughs> my adoring blue veins here in my hand. Um, <laughs> just the the January Irish skin. Um. And like, I really don't think that powder on top of that would make them look convincing. Do you know what I mean? I imagine they're like, like. A... I have been told by uh, many as a nurse, I have strong veins. <laughs> Not to brag to the eighteen ninety eight people, eighteen eighty eight, whatever they are. But uh, I probably would have uh, turned some heads back in the day. Yeah, prop some tents, if you know what I mean, with these blue Maybe that's why Vac- Dracula was like so big in that era, because they were like. Veins. Veiny baby. Veiny veiny. Love me the veins. Get a big fat vein on your neck. <laughs> I have a vein in my forehead that comes out when I get excited or angry. But you can't you can't actually see the colour of it. That, you can just like see when the, a dog like, has a, a a wagging tail, you've got a vein. I off. literally have a vein of like when I when I'm like straining or yelling, you see it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really ugly. <laughs> It's really quite grotesque, to be fair. Well, what if you painted it blue? What if I painted it blue? Do you know what? I think it's a vibe. I do believe... Do you know what? Accentuate, you know? Like, why not Why not draw attention to something and then you take the power away? The problem is that it doesn't stay for long. So I would... When it's not there, I would just have a blue stripe on my face. Everyone would be like, what the fuck? I'd be like, it's the new thing, guys. It's the new thing. It's the new type of eyeliner that we're doing. It's just not on our foreheads. <laughs> it's just not. To be fair, I reckon you get a fucking t- couple of TikTok videos going. You can make any trend happen these days. Yeah. I feel like people have lost the run of themselves. Wait, there the was trends. a trend for a while for under bag eyes. Under bag eyes? Is that the. Under or- eye bags. That's the order that those words are supposed to be in. Good woman. <laughs> under eye bags were a thing. Yeah, they were a trend on TikTok for a Why bit. did no one tell me <laughs> and my insomnia? <laughs> what? I have really bad. What? This is what I mean. Like, I feel like someone could st- do a video as it like a piss take, and everyone's like, "Yeah, oh my god, it's amazing." It's like real Regina George vibes going on. So we should we should try and make blue veins. I think blue veins are coming back. I have a blue eyeliner. <laughs> I have it in my bag actually, in my makeup bag. I've, I've got coloring pens. 
<laughs> There's another option. Just like Crayola. It was like, Ruby, have you drawn on yourself? No. No. <laughs> I don't know. I love the it. idea of going into hospital, right? Say you like did that. Right, so she's like painted on all these veins, right? And then she gets like knocked down. She ends up in hospital and they're like, we need to draw blood. And then they're just stabbing her arm. You're like, what the fuck? We can't find the vein. All her veins have collapsed. And then she wakes up and she's like, I'm so sorry. No, here's the real one. I just, that's mad. But also, beauty standards are beauty standards. Yeah. The real problem is the rat bag fella going around and telling everyone. <laughs> yeah. I believe in equalising beauty standards, but like if I have gone to the effort of getting fake nails or fake eyelashes or extensions in my hair, that is part of my mystique now. Well, yeah, but also you can tell when like, like some fake nails obviously are done to be like, these are art, these are bits of artwork. But when you're like trying to subtly Subtle. being like, just covering that up, just, just Unless in, she's sort of, so Ooh. bad at it. The boyfriend is like, Trying to heed it off at the pass. Oh. Do you know what I mean? He's trying to be like, yeah, they aren't real. Bless it. Like, as in, don't don't look too much. It's kind of cringe. She has no fucking clue what she's doing. <laughs> she's terrible at it. Um, yeah. Give her a pass. I would say, yeah, do it if you can. But also, I'd say do it, do it on your face. Like, make it a real fucking trend. Right? If you're yeah. going to be the blue vein bitch, be the bluest of blue vein bitches that there is. Right, up the neck, down the line, like be a Dracula's wet dream. That's what I say. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think is that all? Yeah, all our problems for this week. Um, thank you all again for listening so much. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Again, please do like, subscribe, and share, and tell everyone you know. It really does help. And also, if you rate and review the podcast, that really helps Mm. with some sort of algorithm I don't understand. We don't fully get it ourselves. We're trying our best. We're trying our best here, and we we just do what the what the thing tells us. And uh, yeah, Ruby, do you have anything uh, coming up that you want to shout about or promote? Well, this is the last week I can shout about my Leicester show because it turned out it's next, so it's. Have you mixed when up this, the dates? When this comes out, it'll yes. be on the Wednesday. Oh, okay. Right, so, so in two days' time, before. if you're in Leicester, go see Ruby Carr at oh. the somewhere at a time. She's going to be in a place. <laughs> I can't remember. at a time. I can't remember what it's called. And doing her show. But it's like at 9pm, I think. Vaguely, yeah. And, yeah. and uh, if, if, on the Leicester... Great, great time to go for dinner beforehand, get yeah. some food, get at, some grub. On the Leicester comedy... Um, festival website uh, Ruby Car or eBay. Ruby Car eBay. I was like, no, no, your show's called eBay. Love. Yeah, it's eBay. eBay. Bay spelled B A E, like Bay. Like before anyone else. It's a really, really funny pun. <laughs> and then I am doing a work in progress show on March the thirtieth at Two North Down at yeah. I think eight thirty p.m. Uh, so please buy tickets to it. I really love it. Loads of people came. That would be really fun. It's loads of advanced. Oh my contest. god! I should say the date: the fifteenth of March. Fifteenth of March, the Wednesday. The Wednesday, fifteenth, because people might listen to it on the Tuesday. Wait, fifteenth of March. Yeah. Wait, no, fifteenth of February. Thank you. Sorry, because you said March. Yeah, it got in my head. It's February. Fifteenth of February. We're gonna go and we're gonna get Ruby a calendar so she can figure <laughs> some shit out. But like, subscribe, and listen, and thank you all so much. Goodbye. I love you. Bye.